Welcome to season two, episode two of the Millennials Talking Mental Health Podcast. I'm Dominique. I'm Barb. And we hope that you guys are having a good mental health day. And if you aren't, then that's okay. That's okay, too. <laughs> How are you feeling now? I'm happy. Um, we should go for our time together. To drop some gems. I <laughs> help you. You are supporters. Cool. Um, how are you feeling, Bart? I'm feeling ambivalent, but more so excited. Okay. And what's your goal for our time together? Um, to talk about relationships. And who can help you? You. Awesome. So, the topic today is relationships and mental health. So, typically when people think relationships they go right to romantic relationships. Right. Um, But me and Barb came up with a small list of different types of relationships that we experience over our lifetime. So we have parental relationships. We have romantic relationships. We have friendships. We have our work family, our work friends, um, co-workers, we have like mentorships, things like that. So everything is just not romantic. Um, there's also a lot of platonic relationships, acquaintances, and things like that. But our goal today is to highlight how our interactions with other people and our relationships with other people can greatly affect our mental health. Um, and how a lot of our relationships in our adulthood stems from our childhood. Right, and going into what we believe is the first for relationship that you experience, and that's parental. Mm-hmm. Um, and this idea of mommy and daddy issues has been floating around. It's always existed, but it's I'm seeing it more on social media. Yes. And it's this post, like, I don't know, throwing shade to men, throwing shade to women. But it's a conversation that we're not ready to talk about um but we're gonna talk about it today (laughs) and how mommy and daddy issues lead to um issues in friendship issues in romantic partnerships right and it kind of starts with abandonment that we might experience from a parental figure Mm -hmm. um you want to talk a little bit more about abandonment issues and how it relates to um Mommy and daddy issues? Of course. Um, What we know to be true is that when children are abandoned by either parental figure, it takes a toll. It has an effect, whether it's small or huge. So for a a female child to be abandoned by her father, a lot of times she grows up with insecurities, not knowing how to love herself, not knowing how to love a man, not knowing how to treat a man, having poor boundaries, looking for her father and men, um, sometimes being promiscuous, sometimes having issues with her sexuality, um, things like that. And for men, they don't have a role model. They don't have someone positive to look up to. So they create their own sense of identity. A lot of times that leads to like over-masculinity, aggression, anger, mm-hmm. um, not being able to relate to females very well. Meaning they often come off as controlling, abusive, 
um, things like that. So disrespectful. Yes, because they've never really seen a man treat a woman the correct way. So a lot of times they just make it up and it comes off wrong. Um, and then sometimes you have parents who are present, but they're toxic. Mm-hmm. So that's where we think about a woman who has a toxic relationship with her mother. Her mother may have been overbearing, too protective, put her down, made her feel like she wasn't, you know, worth anything. That leads to women having low self-esteem, identity issues, um, going from either spectrum with weight, whether they're heavy or, you know, thin. Um, it can be very mirrored, I think, to abandonment issues because, you know, a woman who, does, who doesn't know herself or love herself, she may often flutter around from person to person, have issues with her sexuality, trying to find someone to nurture her, care for her, love her. Men who have issues with their mother, that often, often will lead to men feeling like they need a woman around at all times. They can't be by themselves. They need that that constant nurturing, that constant reassurance, that constant um, presence of a woman. Um, what else, Don? What else do you think? I mean, I, I feel like men can be promiscuous too, which mm-hmm. is kind of more accepted, but it's yeah. the same thing. Having multiple women, womanizing. Yeah. Um, issues with sexuality too. It's like a lot of things it's easier to talk about as far as gender roles go, like it's easier to talk about a woman's sexuality and her her exploring mm-hmm. um between genders, but we don't want to talk about a man exploring his sexuality or right you know, like things like that. And all of that is happening, but it's not talked about. Right, and that's the problem. It's like swept under the rug. Mm-hmm. Um, and we feel like it's it's kind of like a timeline. So that first relationship being parental and then you kind of get a little bit older and you start to create friendships yeah and because of those either toxic unhealthy poor boundary relationships that was created in your early childhood you start you you start to create those same patterns in your relation your relationships with their friends yeah um and you might hang around with the wrong crowd you might be a follower. Mm-hmm. Searching for acceptance. Right. Um, peer pressure tends to happen. Mm-hmm. You might have poor boundaries with friends. And um, it's just little stuff like I, that I've experienced or seen, like, you know, allowing people to take advantage of you. Yes. And um, being controlling and being manipulated because you want to fit in so bad. Yeah. After friendships, it kind of goes into romantic relationships because we're a little bit older um, and we do start to explore our sexuality and and things in that area and enter in romantic relationships. And that's when things tend to get really real. Boy, oh boy. Um, You want to talk more about romantic relationships? Romantic relationships are a doozy if you grew up with unhealthy relationships from or with your parents and your friends. Mm-hmm. It's almost impossible to navigate 
a healthy romantic relationship if you have no foundation of a relationship, no healthy foundation of a relationship with your parents or your friends. Do you think it's possible to break what people like to call now those generational curses? Of course. Um, And in what ways do you see it possible in your adult romantic relationships? Um, Adult romantic relationships, how can you break it? It's really, 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 really hard. Um, I grew up with a single mom, Mm -hmm. and my mom was very fiercely, and still is, independent. Mm-hmm. I don't need a man to do anything. She will build a house with her bare hands before she asks a man to do anything. Unfortunately, I have some of that same trait. It was instilled in me. Yeah. So, in relationships, I've often heard, you don't ask me for anything. You act like you don't need help. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there's, there's strength in partnership. There's strength Absolutely. in teamwork. And mm-hmm. although I was insti- it was instilled in me to be fiercely independent, I'm breaking that cycle in my adulthood moving forward with balancing doing for myself, being myself, but still having the moments of, hey, let's do this together. Or right. I don't think I can pick up this air conditioner. Can you do that? Yeah. That type of thing. Um, so I think it is possible to break those kind of um, generational curses. But step one is awareness. If you Absolutely. don't know, you don't know. You're just going to continue to do it. You're going to run around acting just like whatever parent or searching for whatever parent you're missing. And for me, I and I felt the same way. My mom was a single mama, too, when she made it happen. Like no questions about it and i am the same way i'm picking up my own air conditioner (laughs) i'm putting together that tv stand by myself because it's a video on youtube i don't need you to do nothing right and it is it's an issue for me in romantic relationships yeah and i'm the thing is i am aware of it and i know it and i still do it um maybe i'm proper i don't know and i always say to myself like girl you're gonna just be the lady with all the dogs because i hate cats so i won't have a bunch of cats so i have a bunch of dogs Mm -hmm. but um i had a person who i was dating tell me like chill (laughs) and I think I trusted this person, so I kind of started to take a step back. It was hard, but it was like, all right, you know what? You can open my door. Yeah. Like, it's okay. You can open my door. I don't need you. Like, and it's just, it's baby steps, but I think it all depends on the person who you are dealing with and the security that they provide for you to be willing to trust because going back to our childhood, we didn't trust. Right. And that's why I was like, I got to do this by myself. Exactly. I don't trust you to open my door, so I'm going to open it myself. Because you have a vendetta, or I, I have to control the situation because my childhood was so all over the place. Now, as an adult, I have to try to control every scenario so that I know I'll be safe. Do you think that it's important to have these kind of conversations when you're dating somebody? Like, hey, what's your relationship like with your dad? I was that. <laughs> oh I think God. it's so important. No, I, I literally was thinking it because I was like, we don't have these conversations. And that's why these relationships be trash. Yes. Um, or we ignore it. Like, oh, I know he has an issue with his mom, but oh, I 
I'll just fix it. I can deal with it. Nah. And that's us being therapists. Don't this do not that. not you guys. Like, not to say that everybody's the same, but like, I know for me, I, like, I'm a therapist at heart. It's cool. I got you. And I'm tired of <laughs> being the therapist in my romantic relationship. Like, so no. Like, once I see the red flag, bye. Yeah. And... And that's not okay, too, because that's another conversation. Like, that, that's not okay. Because sometimes, that, listen, head those, a moment, those, coming back. Those who have been abandoned often abandoned. That's something I learned in 2018. No, I learned that in 2019, a couple months ago. And I'm still struggling with it. And it's, that's another episode. We'll talk about it later. Um, stay, Moving right along. Stay tuned for self-sabotage. <laughs> Moving right along. Um... Work. I think that true. Yeah, work, work relationships, your work family, um, and you know we typically spend more time at work than we do yeah. anywhere else. So we create these relationships with these people at work, mm-hmm. and um, girl, it's like if you always have an issue at work, you have to do some self inventory. If you can't make friends at work or Anywhere you have to do some self inventory, and you always have to go back to the source. Mm-hmm. And I think the source is your parents. And P, and the, it's it's hard to dig down and get to the source because who wants to face that reality? That is so uncomfortable. Who wants to really sit in their mess and say, "Yo, my childhood was so messed up," or approach their parent with their f ups? That's funny, mom. You were a toxic mom. <laughs> <laughs> What? My mom would slide me, okay? I've tried to slide some things in there to her. Oh, no. Yeah. I remember sharing with my mom that I was seeing a therapist, and she immediately got defensive. Like, well, what did I do to you? And it's like, no. Like, I'm trying to... What did I do to you? Like, I don't worry about why I'm going to a therapist. <laughs> it's not because of you. Right. Yeah. Um, or Or dealing with, hey, I realize that I've been abandoned. But I can't even access that abandoned parent. The, yeah. pan- the parent that abandoned me to get an apology. So now you're doing that whole forgiving somebody without an apology. Yeah. That's crazy. It is crazy, but I think I've done it and I've done it. Su- I, I feel that it was successful. Mm-hmm. Um, my father's been incarcerated basically my entire life. Yeah. Um, on and off, on and off. And it was it was hard. I mean, you know, as a child, it's like you hear your friends talking about their dad and stuff. And it's like, well, where my dad at? Like, yeah. I'm giving my macaroni tie to my mom. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> macaroni tie. Now for me, like, I'm all about tradition. So now for me, like, I give my mom a Father's Day card. And I don't care what y'all say in a whole argument. Like, you don't, you know, acknowledge a woman on Father's Day. Yes, you do. That's my tradition. Mind your business. Like, that's how I feel. <laughs> but, um, I forgave my dad. Um, you know, he is supposed to come home. I heard in, I think this year. Okay. And I'm pretty sure it'll probably be some kind of contact, some kind of link up. And we can do so. I've never called him dad. Like, I, we on a first name basis. We on um, the first <laughs> And he hates it, but I don't care. But yeah. I feel like you need to earn that title. Just like you coming back into my life is no bad blood if you come back into my life, but you have to earn it. Mm-hmm. 
Like, you gotta earn it. We cool. Yeah. But you, you gotta earn it. That's just how I see it. Yeah. Um... Getting into attachment styles, I think it's important for us to leave you guys with some questions. Yep, yep, yep. So, just to do some self-inventory for yourself, um, we had came up with a few questions. I think number one was, how does the way I was parented show up in my adult relationships? What's my attachment styles? There are different attachment styles. Um google attachment style quizzes and it'll tell you a lot about how you attach to people whether it's secure insecure anxious ambivalent secure whatever the case may be it's really helpful how do you establish or not establish healthy boundaries and how does my self-talk reflect the seeds from my childhood meaning take a minute to glance at how you talk to yourself Mm-hmm. They often say our parents' voices is what we hear when we're talking to ourselves as, as we go get older. So take a minute. Think about how you talk to yourself. Are you kind to yourself? Are you critical? Are you judgmental? Are you patient? It all goes back to somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so once you get to the source and the, the awareness, then you can work on changing it. Right. Um, that is season two, episode two relationships and mental health um we are going to post the questions on our social media Mm -hmm. so we want to try to be more engaging with you guys so we'll post these in our stories and in our um, captions and things like that so feel free to comment or dm us if you want to be more private and let's keep the conversation going so And definitely share this with people you feel like it'll be helpful with. And, you know, like, follow, repost, all that jazz. Until next time. Bye, guys. Our song of the moment is Bag Lady by Erica Badu.